and welcome to another episode of Ran. We booked it. Today we are discussing the Black Witch <laughs> book that Nichols finally convinced me to read. So we're going to be discussing our thoughts on that. So. I did it! <laughs> I did it. Um, before we get started, go ahead and check out our Instagram. I've talked about the Black Witch Chronicles a lot a lot um i love this series so you know scroll through any of our posts and i'm sure you'll find maybe a picture on there because i just feel like it'd be there um oh yeah but yeah go check out our instagram all the updates on podcast all the book reviews when those come out i did a book review on the most recent book in that series are you gonna do one for the black witch Yes, eventually. So come on, guys. <laughs> if you want to see how Rose rates it, because I know I do, go check it out. <laughs> Alright, so we're kind of going to discuss plot, characters, the world of the Black yes. Witch, and then also the politics yes. part of it. because I wanted to do that, because so. I think politics are interesting. They only get yeah. more interesting, too, and Rose. <laughs> Ooh, Politics okay. are actually a pretty <laughs> good do... uh, part of this book and this series. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it's, um, let's just say Ellerin becomes very educated by the <laughs> <Yeah>. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so would you like to explain the plot a little bit, or? I would love to. <laughs> this is the day I've been planning for. <laughs> I finally <laughs> get to like, tell every, yes, like, everyone again about the books that I love. So, the Black Witch Chronicles follows the main character of Ellerin Gardner. Ellerin, uh, she, I believe she's 17 at the very start of the series. And she lives with her uncle because she's an orphan. Her parents are dead. What a shock. Um, so she lives with her uncle and her two brothers. But her two brothers go to university. Um, she's also Gardnerian. This is important. Anyway, she lives with her uncle in this really, you know, country little village. And then she is given the chance to go to the university, um, which means she gets to travel all the way there and finally, you know, see the world. And, you know, thanks to influences in her life, um, such as her aunt versus her uncle, um, she has, like, you can really see how, like, they influence what she believes, but also how she develops her own thoughts and feelings about uh, the important politics of the world. Right, yeah. <clears throat> That's like the main gist, I'd say. Yeah. Especially for the first book, because that's, that's really the build-up um, for this entire yeah. series, is that first book. So it can seem slow, but honestly, that book is all about character growth, and it is beautiful, and I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Ellerin sees so much growth in this it, book. It's, because, it's so funny, because like she starts out fine, and gets worse. And then by the end of the book, she was yes. she's amazing again. Yeah. She spends one week with her I aunt, really and look that. what happens. But I guess this moves into characters very well. Um, 
So we talked yeah. about Elorin. She has two brothers, Tristan and Raph. Or at least that's how I've always thought of it in my head. Maybe I'm wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. I don't time. think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's her uncle's name? Do you recall? I was about Edwin? to say, I want to say Edwin. <laughs> Edwin sounds like an. It does, name. doesn't it? If we were both thinking, it has to be Edwin, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and so like, Edwin has, um, taken in Ellerin and her brothers and like helped them grow up since her, um, parents died in like they died in like a war. Yes, there right? was a war that her great that her grandmother led. Also, Ellerin is basically, like, copy-paste grandma's genetics. Like, she looks exactly like her grandma, yes. who was called the Black Witch. And let's just say a lot of people don't like her simply because of that fact. Yes. A big point in the book is, like, people point out how she looks exactly like her grandmother and use that as a point of judgment against mm -hmm. her. They also use it as a, like, even her own people will use it as a point of ridicule because while she looks exactly mm -hmm. like her, her grandmother, she doesn't have the power of her grandmother. Right. Yeah, she doesn't have any magic and, uh, well, supposedly. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> and I'm not inclined to reveal anything to you, Rose. Yeah, I need to read the second book. ASAP. <laughs> it's real good. Um, uh, you were talking about Edwin and how he took them in. Yeah, so he took them in and he, um, I guess he has different views than a lot of other people. Um, at this point in time, wand fasting at a young age is the thing thing which is basically like their version yes. of marriage it, it is say, exactly right? their version of marriage yeah and he he has this like progressive mindset and is like Ellerin, please 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 don't get wand fasted until you've gone to the university and like educated yourself he's a good uncle and she he is a good uncle and he just has I feel like he has her best interests at he heart. He does. Whereas, whereas, like, her aunt, on the other hand, is just pushing and pushing for her to get one yes, fasted. Yes, Aunt Vivian. Oh, mm. Aunt Vivian. We don't No, like we her. don't. She is the opposite of Edwin. <laughs> she is... Yes not progressive whatsoever she is on like their council she's like basically a part of their government and is trying to get yeah oh how do i forget the main antagonist name she she's trying to get him to become like their president essentially um because yeah. he gets like they get like a, is it Marcus yes it's Marcus Vogel, Vogel. <laughs> it's Marcus <Okay>. Vogel 
she's trying to get him in the lead position of power, essentially. And he's basically, like, mm-hmm. saying, like, we need to go back to what, like, essentially their Bible says. What their holy book says. The book is what it's mm-hmm. called, I'm pretty sure. Like, what the book says. They need to go back to the basics and stuff like that. Um, which is bad. Very bad. Yes. It is very, like... Our race is the best and all other races are inferior. Yes. So let's get rid yes. of them. <laughs> uh, and... Oh my gosh, yeah. It's just yeah. bad. It bad. Um... Roth and Tristan are, like, also kind of... They're, like, kind of main characters, kind of set characters. Um, Raph is mm-hmm. definitely the extroverted older brother who is there for his younger siblings, who, you know, um, has the most experience in the world, and is a lady killer. <laughs> he... <laughs> yeah, yes. He just is. Um... He doesn't have a high level of magic either, but he's really good at, like, tracking and stuff like that. Um, and then there's mm-hmm. Tristan, who is the youngest sibling, and he is the quiet little brother um, who has who's a level 5 mage, which is, like, the highest mage, um, and has an affinity right, for yeah. water, I believe. So, yeah, he's just, like, the quiet younger brother, just kind of... Keep into himself. So that's like the family. What are Mm -hmm. some other characters we should mention? I feel like the Lupines need a mention. Yes. Which is Diana and... Uh... Jared. Jared. Oh man, Diana and Jared. I love and like, I love them. Yeah, Diana is. If you mess with me, I'll rip Great. your head off. Jared is. I feel like we could be a little more diplomatic there, Diana. <laughs> and, and yeah, she kind of reins yes. her in, and like tries to help her understand because I feel like Diana serves as the. Um, kind of she's like kind of the character who like she's asking questions about the other like races and like their culture and stuff and like is trying to wrap her head around how other cultures are so different from her own and her brother is kind of like tries to help explain that to her well i think (laughs) what this also brings this will bring into politics later on but like every person is always astounded how other people think that they're right and that they yes. like what their holy book whatever says like they're always astounded that they think they're right um so i feel like that's what that's kind of what diana is she's always like whoa what right um, and then there's jared jared is a sweetheart jared just wants to like read poetry all day which honestly i can't agree but you know what jared you do you at least you're reading, you know? I'll take it. He's so sweet. And then... I guess, like... Ooh, I was gonna say... What were you gonna say? You go. Oh. 
Um, I feel like that kind of ties into Ellerin's yes, friend group yeah. as well. I was going to lead to uh, the one girl. Aisland? Yes, her. Aisland? Is that how you pronounced it? I, th- I think so, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce half the names in this book, so... Uh... Yeah, I feel like I only barely know because I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. Aisland, oh man, she's so sweet. She she is yeah, a, she... she actually comes from a pretty conservative religious family too, and she kind of had like her whole mm-hmm. life thought out, like plotted out too. I was like, man, I can relate to this girl. She was also like, yeah, the idea of romance just isn't appealing. I really liked Eastland. Yeah. No, I like her too. And she... Uh... She's one of um, Ellerin's, like few actually Gardnerian friends. Yeah. Because she's actually... She's actually Gardnerian. I think she's... And she, like, kind of helps Ellerin out and, like, gives her information about, like the other students at the university oh yeah she's got and, the dirt like she's yeah. got the dirt <laughs> she has all the she's al- she's also a quiet reader so that should explain all of that um watch out we are listening yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like let's talk about let's talk about ariel and winter uh, I like them. They're great. I... It's me too. Winter is... Honestly, she's a fae. Winter is fae. And she is just like this quiet being. Like, she just lives in silence. And she is just there to calm everyone with her presence. And then Ariel... And they're both Icarls as well. Um, which the Gardnerians are mm-hmm. like, they're the evil ones. Um, yeah. And Ariel is there to literally be a homicidal maniac if need be. <laughs> I love her for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> these two also happen to be Ellerin's roommates. And Ellerin fin- spends her first night um, in the closet with Ariel outside of her room screaming that she's going to kill her. Yeah. Scraping at her door and like just full on freaking her out. (laughs) And like calling her the black witch and saying like she'd kill her and all this crazy stuff. Honestly, good times. It's it's funny to look back on those times when you think about it. It really is. (laughs) It really is. I think we should talk Ooh, nope, like you continue your thought. Sorry, I was just going to say, throughout the book, um, is it safe to say that, I don't know, are we doing a spoiler-free episode? For the first book? Yeah. No, For you this? should state what you know. We have no spoilers okay. beyond the first well, book. Yes, no spoilers. Yeah, just, just, we're just our thoughts on the first book. Um... So, like, Ellerin, uh, because of being with her aunt for one week, is uh, 
She, yeah. she brings it. <laughs> especially, especially to Icarus. And her aunt, because she wants Ellerin to be wandfasted so badly, sets it up that her roommates are Ariel oh, and Oh yeah, Winter, also Ellerin, are part Icarus. like, there was an attempted murder on Ellerin by an Icarus, so Ellerin also is just, like, PTSD. <laughs> yeah. So she is scarred uh, <laughs> from the experience. Um, but by the end of the book, they're no longer enemies. No. They're <laughs> what you could call acquaintances. They're not quite friends yet. No, not no. quite friends. Maybe Winter more yeah, so than I think... Ariel. Ariel yeah. is like... Well, Ariel keeps her distance. Not quite psycho. Ariel has been through yeah. some stuff, though. So Ariel takes her time. She Completely has. understandable. Yeah. We understand. She, she deserves her time and to be respected. we've talked about the Icarls. Should we talk about... We need to talk about the rest of her friend group, which... Um... Would be... Oh, I saw her name. I'm looking at a list of names now. <laughs> nice. uh, me too. Um... I saw her name. It's I the one like I... Lucas Gray kind of falls into the friend group. Yeah. Um... Oh, no. Lucas Gray is uh, El- Eloren's situationship. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> honestly, though, I think, okay, Lucas Gray in this book gets a really bad rap. And I think it should have stayed that way. Yeah. Um, I absolutely Because he starts agree. out good, and then he has one real creepy moment. And that red flag waves in my head every day. Yes. Like, I, we, we don't mess with the creepy. And that's... Eloren doesn't either for a time. Like, she backs away from him because of that. So we can appreciate a character who finally sees a red flag. Yes. Um, Lucas Gray is a level 5 mage as well. He works... He, he, he likes fire. His That's his thing. Fire is, like, his affinity. And... He takes a real liking to Eloran real fast. Yeah. I don't like that either. <laughs> he, in I feel the like first that's book, a red she's, flag okay, too. Listen, she's like 17 in this first book before winter comes, which I think happens in the second book. She turns 18 finally. And in this book, I recall, because there was a time when I was rereading these books and I was like, okay, I'm like trying to figure out the ages. Lucas was in like his very early 20s, like 21, 22 in the first book. What? Yes. He's that... Oh my gosh. So he's, like, older than her. He is. That's right. He very much comes in as kind of, like, the very gentlemanly type at first. Um, He's a gardenerian as well. But he's, like, a bit more progressive, but, like only like to other people that he knows yeah but uh yeah lucas great he wants to lawn he also wants to wand fast to elorin as well but elorin's waiting because elorin is smart and she promised her uncle and wants to keep her word Mm -hmm. and keep his fulfill his wishes of her getting an education before marrying herself off essentially which is, which is good this is good 
Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> my, my phone did a buzz. <laughs> um, I think, okay, next we'll move on. I think we'll keep in the Gardnerian family here. And let's talk about Fallon Bane. Oh my goodness. Okay. Talk about arrogance incarnate. <laughs> so, like, she is a level five mage as she well. She has an ice affinity. Yeah. And she thinks she's all that because she's so powerful and everyone adores her for it. And maybe not adore. <laughs> Is intimidated yeah. by her. They don't want to get on Felon's <laughs> bad side because Felon will attempt murder. No. Oh, absolutely. And that is a point that, like, is made in the book is she's so powerful that she can basically do whatever yeah. she wants. Um, and people just let her do it because she has that power. And everyone calls her the next Black Witch. Yes. So she let that go to her head big time oh absolutely is that all we should say she honestly if not for Marcus Marcus Vogel is kind of like a background character in this book although he is also a big antagonist Fallon Bane is kind of like the main one for just being petty in this book she has her sights set on Elleren she is going to take Elleren down as much as she can which is so stupid. Do you not have yeah. bigger... Oh, also, um, Fallon Bane wants to wand fast to Lucas Gray's well, so that's also, like, her big, like, thing. It's just, like, you can't have Lucas, and Elleren's like, uh, he's choosing me? I, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. Yeah, and because of this, she, like, tries to make Elrin's life just as miserable as possible. Which, Elrin is already getting it from yeah, all Yeah, she's, she's literally... <laughs> Elrin's been through enough. Yeah. She can't win anywhere. Um, and I, I want to do one more character, and then I want to talk about her work in the kitchens. Um... So there's Ooh, one more yeah. character. There's Tyranny Calix, and she has another class with Tyranny. Um, and they become they become friends. Tyranny is a uh, quote-unquote Gardnerian as well. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So both of them kind of become, like, as things progress in the book uh, with politics, um, white bands are worn, and both of them kind of become, like, they they will they're like a team like they realize like neither of us believe this but if we don't wear the white brand we will be questioned and ridiculed even more and I don't want that so they're good I like tyranny kind of in the later books she I don't agree with her too much but um in the later books she also does constantly tell everyone that Elleran is her friend and would never be an evil black witch and we gotta love her for that. Aww. Okay, now it's time to talk about the kitchen stuff. So, because Elleren is, um, her, because she's not wand fasted and is refusing to do so, uh, her aunt will not pay for her tuition, which means Elleren has to pay for her, her own tuition by working in the kitchens. 
this is an interesting situation. <laughs> so the characters yes. we find in the kitchens um, are there's 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 Fernilia and Fern who work in there. There is Efri works in there. So does Oily and Bledin. She also works there. And then the last one would be Yvonne Guriel. Oh, Yvonne. So, um, Fern and Fernilia, you know, they're they're kind of chill. Like, at first, no one really trusts Elleran. Things, you know, progress as the book goes on, and friendships are formed. And Fern and Fernilia are one of the few. However, uh, Efri, Oily, and Blunadin take a lot more. Uh, work to actually get to like their chill with Elleran. And then Yvonne also takes some time. Yes. Uh, do you have anything to say on any of them? Um, when Elleran first gets like first arrives for her job in the kitchens everyone kind of stops and looks at her and is like you're in the yeah. wrong place. <laughs> And immediately, they are weary. Um, I think it might be good to bring up... So there's, like, a little the, girl. That's Fernilia, I believe. There. Yeah. And, um, like, I think is is the main, like... Like, the person who's in charge of the Fern. kitchens, that's, like, her yeah, granddaughter. Yeah, Fern is in charge of everything. And is Fernilia's grandmother. Um, because... Like, her grandmother's, like, helping her out, because otherwise she would be sent to the Fey Isles. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, Elorin walks in to the kitchens, and, um, everyone, everyone's kind of like, oh, shoot. Hide the child. <laughs> uh, we thought this was our safe space. It is not anymore. And, like, the grandmother makes an apology for the child even being there. She's like, it'll never happen again. And Ellerin's like, what? I'm so confused about what's sure, going like, on. like, wait, is the child not supposed to be here? Yeah. Um, and so she starts to work there. And then who are the two girls who, like, it's Oh, it's blended in and probably Efri. Because Oily's just yeah. very scared. Yeah. Or is it O'Lily? I guess it's O'Lily. See, once again, I um, read these books and had no uh, idea how to pronounce half the names. So it's O'Lily. I will correct it from now on. But Efri and Bloodin, like, follow her out to, like, when she needs to, like, collect eggs one day and then kick her. And trip her and all that. Yeah. They're, like, so yeah. mean to her. And she's like, I'm so confused. What did I do to deserve this? Sadly, all it took was Ellerin's existence <laughs> in, their, in their eyes. Yes. I think there's two more characters yeah. that kind of need to be mentioned, but that's it then. Um, Andros, or Andros, he needs to be mentioned. He works in the stables. He's big, quiet guy. That's just kind of... That's honestly kind of like his, his whole thing is I am big and quiet and I like horses. And then 
the Gaffneys yeah. need a mention. Uh. The Gaffneys are, um, were uh, the neighbors of Ellerin when she lived with her uncle. And their, their daughter, whose name escapes me, um, she... Sage? Sage? Oh, Sage, yes. Sage ran away with an Icarl, it said. So there's a whole lot going oh, on. Yeah. After she was wandfasted, too. So w- Sage was wandfasted and then broke that wandfasting by cheating and getting with an Icarl and an Ikel, like, you know. So there's a lot of drama surrounding them, but people are hunting for Sage because they say she gave birth to the Icarl of prophecy. Yes. Which is basically, like, the Icarl that's gonna come back and kill the Gardnerians because the Gardnerians killed them. Yeah. (laughs) And those are all the characters without getting into the teachers. Because they're not important right now. Some teachers better than others. I feel like that sums Mm -hmm, it up. Basically. Good job. Good job, Riz. Like with any school, some teachers yes. are better than others. Some <clears throat> teachers are racist, and others are not. Wow, who would have guessed? Okay, um, so that that moves us on to the world. So there's like a lot of different races, clearly, as racism is like a huge aspect of, you know, Ellerin, uh learning to not be racist anymore. Um. <laughs> yes. So there's a lot. There's the Celts. There's all sorts of different fae. Um, there are the the ones that live the lupines. the lupines. There's the lupines. Great. There's um, the Noi people. There aren't very many Noi people really, um, but like they do exist. And there is the group of women who live. In under the dome. Who are those? They're kind of made up of everyone. Um. Mm-hmm. But like. They don't allow men. Amaz! They're the Amaz. Oh, there's also. Oh, okay, Ursk okay, is kind of like Fae. Once again, there's so much, like, underneath the Fae. The Fae is honestly, like, an umbrella term, because there are tons of different Fae. Yeah. Um, and the Ursk are, like, the lowest class, and there's there's just so much. But I think the world is really, really well developed. With, like, all the tensions between the people and the amount of history that is set up. Like... Well, first these people took over these people, and then these people took over these... You know, it goes, like, back and forth of the rise and fall of these different races throughout history. And right now the Gardnerians are on top. Right. And that... That, I feel, is, like, due in part to Elorin's mother, or, I mean, her Uh, grandmother. absolutely... Um, being the Black Witch and, uh, uh, smiting everyone. <laughs> yeah, Elevin's mm. grandmother was good with fire and she would just throw fire at villages. That's basically what happened. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think, like, the world is really well done and the tensions are really well done. Because, like, at first, you know, like, from, from Gardnerians for the most part, except for Fallon Bane, Elorin is getting praise over her looks for looking just like the Great Black Witch. Um, and, like, but to anyone else, she's getting a lot of skepticism and disapproval and hatred. But I, I, and I really like how, like, and, like, that tension is everywhere for the most part. Um, except for the, like, Diana and Jared. They don't care. <laughs> They're, like, honestly the most open and accepting out, out first out of, uh, yeah. Eleven's friend group. I also really like how the tensions dissipate. Um, which is as Eleven learns that the Gardnerian people aren't doing great things like they're they're endorsing slavery using it you know um totally totally being very transparent that they're the superior race and you know everyone else should kind of die or you know be slaves Elorin's kind of like I don't agree and slowly everyone kind of realizes like oh she doesn't agree Okay. We don't have to be as mean to her. Which is basically the kitchen stuff. They're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> fine, we tolerate you. What are your thoughts on the world? Because I really enjoy the world building in this book. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I feel like it's really well done. Um... At first, it's overwhelming because, like, this is new. But as you read it, like, you begin to understand, like, the tensions between the different races and, like, why these people hate other people. And I feel it's really well done. Um, and I think Ellerin being so, like... Ignorant? She was... Yeah, she's ignorant. And because she was shielded from the world by her uncle... Um, like, we learn because she's yes. learning. And I feel like that was... That's, like... That's just really it well is. done. <laughs> I can agree. I think... Okay, so do you think this is a great segue into the politics? <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. The Part of why this world building is really, really good is because of the politics. But politics are the driving force of the conflict for this entire series politics will always exist within this book series will always drive the plot and characters forward and will always work for and against the characters so like the Gardnerians are in power and they're starting to enforce a lot of laws right is that starting this book okay yes yeah so when uh what's his face Marcus Gogol he got in there, like, he, illegally, too? He should have uh, been? Yeah. He eventually begins to seize control over what's going on and becomes, like, um, I don't really know what the term is for it. I Being the leader in an unofficial yeah. sense, but he's still, like, the guy in charge right now. Um and immediately he starts passing all of these laws that are like you must get one fasted like by 13. this age 
Yeah, like really young. And the people who aren't wand fasted and are older like than that. will be like mandatorily wand fasted. Uh, they have like after six, a certain point. Yeah, they have like six months to comply or something like that. Uh, so a lot of that's going on. Um, what are some other examples? He just begins to start passing laws that push all of the other races down and out. Um, like attempting to get some of the people out of the university and back to like their wherever yeah. they came from. Um, so like things get really, really tense by the end yes. of the book. Tensions are high. Um Yes. He's essentially trying to take like military control like enforce mm-hmm, these laws stuff mm-hmm. like that like um he, he's in he's encouraging hatred and like these riots against these other races like at one point in the book there's this huge like riot happening and like ersk and like fey women and men are like being like they're either being murdered and no one cares or like they're being cropped which is basically their ears are pointed and they cut the tips of their ears off yeah. And, like, he's encouraging that kind of behavior. So, he's just not a good man. Um, but the politics are also very much enforced by the religion of the Gardnerians. Um, which is that, like, they were created and they were, the like, the beloved people of the creator... And, you know, like, all this stuff. Like, they're the chosen people. And, you know, you know all this stuff. So, like, a lot of what he's using to enforce these laws is, like, this. Like, the fact that we need to be pure and get back to, like, what the book says and all of that stuff. Um, it's not good. No. But I think it's really interesting how, like, a lot of the other like religions are like that like oh we were the people that were created first we were the chosen people we were and you know we're you know all this stuff and like everyone firmly believes what they believe so like when they meet someone who doesn't they're like but what about and it's i think that's really interesting (laughs) just how like everyone's just like but like you believe that i like we're the ones um because i think it's ironic yeah Oh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) It's just that, you know, everyone else isn't killing people at the moment because of it. But they have in the past. It's one of those things where, like, everyone's kind of done it, but, like, someone needs to stop it. Um, Yeah. I just think it's really interesting. Like, um, Andrus, or Andrus, um, he's a character, he's a man, um, but he was born to like his mother's a teacher there and his mother was an Amaz woman and the Amaz don't allow men they will cast out men if baby boy if baby boy baby boys are born they will leave them in the forest to either be picked up by someone or killed um but she wouldn't do that to her son so she was cast out with him and like it's it's kind of sad because like, Andrus tells you, like, 
even to this day his mother still believes and his mother still prays to like the creator that like the gates will still be open to her and her son and it's kind of hard for andres because he's like she still believes i'm this terrible person just because i'm a man and yet she knows i'm not but like because she's so religious she like kind of has to like cast him aside in a sense it's just really sad it is yeah it creates some tension but like that's what the politics is in these books it's you know, looking at, like, it, it all stems from, like, their religion, essentially. Like, the Celts have theirs and their beliefs. The yeah. Lupines have theirs and their beliefs. The Fae have theirs and their beliefs. You know, in some beliefs, Icarls are fine, in others, they aren't. Like, even the Fae. The Fae are probably, the like, the religious, the religion that are, like, most closely matches the Garnerians without being the Garnerians. Because the Fae are, like, the only other group that also, like, don't like Icarls. Right. The Fae are also real, real freaky. You'll find that out, Rose. The Fae are real freaky. They they have uh, some ooh. things that they've been doing for years that no one has realized. And it's like, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The Fae like to pass themselves as like these great, like, you know, like these greater people. They're They're more civilized. They're more, you know, all this stuff. Mm, they might be, but they don't want to be. There are things yet to be revealed. Ooh. <laughs> I'm excited to see what that means. Oh, yeah. It is something. Okay. Uh, do you have anything to add on politics? Because I've kind of talked what I can. Um, <clears throat> I feel like... You pretty much covered it. Um, politics are definitely the driving force of, like, the conflict that's happening in this book. And I really like the point of Ellerin at one point in the book is, like, mm, I'm not really that into <laughs> politics. And, like, uh, oh my gosh. What's the girl's name who's, like, fey but is disguised? Tyranny. Tyranny's into politics, yeah, man. Oh, she's so into it. And, like, one of their first conversations, like, Ellerin says that. And Tyranny's just like, what do you mean? Like, you might want to know what your people are doing. <laughs> your, yeah. She's like, your family alone is one of the most powerful bloodlines. You guys are steeped in the politics. You can't afford. You, Ellerin, cannot afford to not be part of the politics. And uh, that kind of is one of the things that ends up inspiring Ellerin to go and get herself educated on what's actually going on. And looking outside of her race and their beliefs in order to learn and kind of grow her perspective. We love tyranny for it, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Tyranny's kind of like 
like that that friend that like like lightly and positively pushes you but also like pushes you a little forcefully because she knows you need to yeah she's good she's good okay and then you know maybe the last thing we should talk about um other than like your thoughts on the book would be the love triangle huh oh the love love triangle. triangle yeah well, this gives me an opportunity to talk about Lucas sure. Gray. Um, so, uh, Ellerin, right? That's right. <laughs> her aunt intro- kind of, like, introduces her to the world at, like, some event, yeah. right? Um, before she even goes off to university. And that's where she ends up meeting Lucas Gray. And, um... He's, like... I've heard a rumor that you have never been kissed before and uses that as an in to kiss her. <laughs> Which I'm like, is that not a red flag? Everyone, Where was the consent? That weird. Yeah. And Ellerin was just went with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. She just went with it. And so that's the first we see of him. And from the very start, he's very passionate about her and is like yes let's pursue a relationship and get one fasted and she's like bro i've only i i don't know anything about you that's the only <laughs> only argument um where i'm like yes yes girl yes there go some sense <laughs> you have some you let you let him kiss you without even really getting to know each other but Whatever. I guess wand fasting is just... It's too much. It's true. That's like she draws really the line at wand fasting. But a lot of other things she doesn't... Mm-hmm. Right. Like... And I don't know if the point is because she's been so sheltered and has no experience with boys in that sense. Like, is that because she doesn't know how to create boundaries? Probably. Probably. So yeah, that's Lucas Gray. And he, like I said, very passionate um, and is always like supporting her in a way. Um, And when she tells him about like some of the hard times that she's having, especially with the Icarals, he uh, defends her honor in a very aggressive way. But yeah in a very aggressive way and that's like the main red flag where i think both you and i were like ew okay go away one of my big main (laughs) flags was actually when he kissed her and he's like you feel it too right and then like continued to kiss her when she wanted to stop yes Oh my god. And when he says, like, I have an affinity for fire and you have an affinity for wood, so, like, that goes well together, doesn't it? I'm like, don't use that as a point of, like, ugh, an argument for why you should be together. Like, I found that creepy. Because Lucas Gray is creepy. I, I hated when he said that. I was like, um... Do you know, that not only implies that he's the driving force because he's the fire, it implies that he's just gonna gobble her up. That's the creepiest part, is, like, 
Yeah. It's like you're the fire to this relationship. You're the you're the source of fuel, baby. And it's like I don't like that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so that's the one part of the love triangle. And the other part is Yvonne. Yes. Correct. It is Yvonne. <laughs> and Ellerin mostly sees him while they're working in the kitchens together. And at first, he's always oh, glowering. Yeah. He's at her. ready to kill he her. He makes it very he's, clear. He doesn't like yeah, her. Yeah, very clear from the start. Yeah, that he like, just doesn't even like from, her. Like, like, the moment, or, like, from, like, their orientation, essentially, like, it was probably, like, mm-hmm. Aislinn, who was, like, that's Yvonne Gurley, like, that's Yvonne. He hates Gardnerians more than anyone else. Yes. <laughs> like, that's kind of his introduction, so, like, then they have to work in the kitchens together. Yeah. Which is so great. if you like the forced proximity <laughs> trope... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that, but yeah. That is, uh, and because of this forced, pro- forced proximity, they kind of get to know each other a little better. And some of the changes that Ellerin goes through on her journey to educating herself about politics and the world, um, he gets to witness that. And I think that that helps him like begin to accept that he's attracted to yeah. her, <laughs> even well, though he doesn't. Well, necessarily you also like... know, you know, at this point that he can also kind of feel her attraction to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was an interesting thing because from the beginning, Elegant understands this man hates her, but it's also like he's real good looking though. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, you hate me, but, like, I can admit, you're hot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was just... So funny. That was so funny. And then he does have, like, a tiny attraction to her. True. Like, he actually defends her a few times, and then everyone goes, why are you defending her? He goes, well, he, he, she's not that bad. Right. Could be worse. Uh, Bledeland, who yeah. has a thing for Yvonne, gets real angry. Yes, she does. Um, I think the defining moment, though, is at the end. When she's like, well, when like she follows Yvonne and then finds out about the dragon. And then she goes, want to break him free? <laughs> Or her free? Wanna wanna break Naga free? And Yvonne yeah. is basically just looking at this girl like, what the heck? You said that? Yeah, that's definitely a big turning point where she's like, yeah, like, why don't we just do it? And he's like, Wait, <laughs> he's what? like, hold on a second. I know you were getting like you were like, learning. How do you expect that to happen. I know. He's like, okay, I get that you like aren't a terrible person and you're slowly learning, but like I did not expect that. <laughs> That's like straight up illegal. <laughs> yes, and he also ends up saving the. No, she ends up saving the selkie, but he this witnesses it. He's like, you know, like accepted fate. And... You can't do anything, and she's just like, 
no, I'm going to do something. Yeah. Which was a big step for her as a character. Because up until this point, she's just been so Mm -hmm. passive. She's just been like, I have no magic. Boo-hoo, poor me. But then at this, she, when she sees the Selkie, which she saw earlier in the book. Yes. Same Selkie. um, She's like, you know what? I do have the power to do something. And that's when... I really loved Ellerin. And Ellerin finally <laughs> stops taking a backseat and making her own changes. Yes, exactly. Freeing that Selkie was like the best thing Ellerin ever did for her reputation with the revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and she does more with Selkies. Ellerin's not done with just one Selkie, let me tell you. Yep. Ooh. Look forward to that. Book two. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the love triangle. It's something. Oh, yeah, I have a question. Who's your preference? Something. Of course, thank Yvonne. you. That's the right answer. Thank you. <laughs> I I kind of liked Lucas at, Gray after the kissing at, incident. Like, at first, he's fine. Then he keeps talking. Yeah, it was really the chicken thing. Oh yeah, that I was like. Oh my god. He's yeah, when he, he like threatened the whole kitchen stuff. And Ariel. It was bad. Yes. Like he, he threatened Fernilia, that like the little so baby. Bad. He threatened her. Yeah, that's wrong. That's not okay. That's wrong. He's like, yeah, I can send you back to where you came from, that horrible place where well, you were wait, enslaved. Fernilia yeah. is the grandma. Right Fern is the baby. He threatened Fern. Oh, sorry. No, I said bad. that first. I did he it. Did I did it wrong. Fern. Well, in a way, you're still threatening True. the grandmother. Because she loves the kid. Ugh. I'm sorry, but if you're an adult, you don't threaten a child to be sent to a slave island. No. No. And that's also when Ella Ren kind of realizes, like, hold on. That's not what I asked you to do. I just didn't want to be no. bullied anymore. You've threatened everyone. And in turn made them hate yeah. her even more. So it yeah. didn't really work out. <laughs> it actually made matters worse. Yeah, who would have thought? thought? Okay, but I think we should close with your thoughts on the book. I really enjoyed this book. Um, I... I found Ellerin really frustrating <laughs> for the first Fair. half. And I I can understand a lot of, like, she wasn't in the best situation. Her aunt went out of her way to make her life miserable. Um, and she just felt sorry for herself for a lot of it. And, you know, I can, I can understand that, but I still found it quite annoying. <laughs> Her ignorance and her attitude. But then it get it gets better. And I really I love her character growth and seeing like seeing her ride this emotional roller coaster of what university yeah. life is like. <laughs> and by the end of the book she has this group of friends where in the beginning she would have 
look down on these people because of their race or, you know, whatever her aunt had been telling her. So, yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's very good, and I'm I'm very excited to read yes. the other books and see what's going yes. on. I did it. I did it, guys. I've got another one. Rose <laughs> is actually out of all my friends that read books. Rose is the last one. Now all of my friends that read books have all read The Black Witch. That just goes to show, like it's a good. Uh good book series yes. to get into and i think I even say. if the first book um is is a bit slow and you know all of that it does get better yes. you think like oh little university problems are it no it gets no. more intense <laughs> you think you think everyone everyone hates this girl and they haven't tried to kill her more than once oh you know something <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm glad you recommended it. Got me I'm interested. I'm so glad you're reading it. Now I get to see you read it. That's the best part. I know. I give you my live reactions. I'm I like, know. why? It's great. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to check out our Instagram for other book uh, black witch related content it's in there i know it is i've talked about it enough oh yeah um and just other book reviews uh we've got we've still got a really exciting project coming up that's coming sometime after this episode so you know you definitely want to look at the podcast or the instagram for when that's coming out and just other fun stuff but But as for now We gotta book it.